0: On this Monday show, we're talking old guys winning big cash, big movers, plus things get spicy with the World of Outlaws. Let's go. It's Monday, April 17th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily We've got a ton of stuff to get to today as it was a busy dirt racing weekend. Before we dive in, though, make sure you make a stop today over at ShopRico.com. All of Rico Abreu's 2023 gear is there now. He's got fresh t-shirts, the Chili Bowl stuff is there, and a whole lot more. There are also a ton of sale items if you're looking to score a deal, including all of last year's Rowdy apparel. And for my Dirt Tracker audience, Rico has offered up a special coupon code that gets you 24% off. And you can combine that code with sale items to save even more so for example if you wanted to grab a chili bowl shirt they're marked down from 30 to 20 and then the coupon code gets you another almost five dollars off that's a pretty good deal that discount code will be applied at checkout and it is invader24 so use code invader24 at checkout at shoprico.com for 24 percent off of your order Uh, Thanks to Rico for his support of what I'm doing. I'll have a link below in the video description as well, so you won't even have to open a browser window and type all of this stuff in. Uh, We'll start today with the big money show from over the weekend the 100,000 win XR Super Series race at Volunteer Speedway. Packed house, sold out grandstands, 59 cars, and not a single driver had anything for Dale McDowell. It was fast time in qualifying, one heat four, started outside front row, and led all 100 laps to bank the big money and one for the old guys was the richest win for McDowell since he won the dream in 2014. Behind him, Mike Marler and pole sitter Hudson O'Neill rounded out the day's podium. There were plenty of comers and goers in that main event. Tyler Erb went 19th to 5th, McCready 15th to 6th, Ricky Thornton Jr. 17th to 7th, and hard charger Jonathan Davenport went 23rd to 8th. Davenport actually needed a provisional to get into the big show and at one point was in danger of going a lap down. That was surprising after the battle we saw between him and Kyle Larson there the week before. And Chris Madden was the Bulls Gap winner earlier in the week with the XR Working Man series, but he was out on lap one after contact and a spin. Uh, Looking ahead this week, the late model community will stay very busy. We've got Flow Night in America shows both Tuesday and Wednesday. Each of those pays $23,000 a win then later this week Lucas is finally back in action which uh, stops at Tri-City and Macon. The Outlaws are at 411 Thursday and then Talladega Friday and Saturday and that Saturday show is 50,000 to win. That should be a wild one there at Talladega. As for XR, the Super Series is back May 8th at Kokomo. At pv this weekend, we only got the Friday show for the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars and the Extreme Outlaw Midgets. Saturday show was lost to rain. In that Friday midget feature, both Chase McDermott and Zach Dom led laps early, but it was Kenan McIntosh who picked up the night's win. Uh, he led the final 11 circuits. The midgets ran after the sprint cars in that one, and I, I feel like you don't see this very often, but the track really at Peebly turned very bottom dominant. Not a lot of guys were able to really make uh, anything happen on top. Uh, Dom ended up second on the night with Ryan Timms charging from the B main to the podium. Top, uh, top 5 run for Kyle Jones was good enough for him to take over the points lead by 13 over Ken and Mack. Uh, earlier in the night, things got interesting between Carson Macedo and David Gravel, and I wanted to dive into this today. Both Gravel and Macedo led laps, but after the two had contact past halfway, Brad Sweet snuck by and, and uh, drove away to the victory. James McFadden went 14th to 2nd, and Logan Shuhart 6th to 3rd. Other bullet points from the night included a rare really big crash for Donnie Schatz, uh, kind of a rare mistake on the cushion. There was also trouble for Sheldon Hodenshield and a finish way down the order. Remember, we talked last week about Sheldon always kind of finishing in the top 10 at Peely, but that didn't happen on Friday. And then were big charges from Blake Hahn and Spencer Baston. I wanted to talk Gravel versus Macedo, though, because we saw some things we don't normally get a view of with the outlaws. If you missed it, Gravel was leading on lap 26 when he and Macedo banged wheels in turn four. Gravel was trying to work past the lap car of Brock Zierfoss, and the lap before the incident, Gravel entered three low and slid all the way to the top. The next lap, though, Gravel stayed middle, and I think Masito uh, expected him to slide high again like he did the lap four. Macedo had already committed to his line, and the two kind of just met in the middle. Gravel went for a spin and had to go for a trip to the work area to fix a flat left rear. Uh, Masito was able to continue, and he later finished fourth. To me, though, it just looked like a racing deal, but not everyone saw it that way. After the race went checkered, Gravel made it known to Macedo that he didn't appreciate the move. I don't know exactly what went down because Duravision didn't show it, but Johnny Gibson made mention of whatever happened. And I feel like it's pretty rare to see these guys that run up front with the outlaws get together, but it's even more rare for what transpired afterwards. And that was the public acknowledgement of the issues. Later that night, Gravel, or his social media guy, tweeted out the video of the incident mentioning that it was a tough night, but also using hashtag wrecked and hashtag not clear. It's a pretty clear message from a driver like Gravel, who you rarely see a ton of public emotion uh, from about racing incidents like this. And Macedo took a beating on social media from a lot of people. He tweeted out an apology to Gravel and the two-team afterwards as well. I think the main takeaway here isn't the incident itself or how you view who's at fault or whatever, but instead what happened afterwards. All of this to me looks like an illustration of how competitive things have gotten and in turn, guys letting things spill out publicly. Incidents like this usually get handled away from cameras, away from social media, but frustrations pretty clearly boiled over after Friday. The World of Outlaws is a complete dogfight every single night and with so many fast cars and fast guys, They all know they can't afford to have off nights and bad finishes if they're going to have a shot at this championship. And if things are already to this point and it's only April, buckle up because we could be in for a wild summer. And as long as things don't get ugly on track, I'm here for this. Uh, Macedo carries a 12-point lead over Brad Sweet into Knoxville this week with a twofer coming up. With the All-Stars over the weekend, we were treated to two incredible races at Attica as well. Friday night, Craig Mintz started seventh and picked his way to the front over the course of the 35 lapper. He threw a slider at leader Zeb Wise coming to the white, but it didn't stick. But then coming uh, through three and four uh, to the checkered, he just got a bit of a better drive than the 26 did. At the line, it was Mintz taking the win by .074 of a second over Zeb. Hunter Schoenberg settled for third after leading 27 laps. It was the first all-star win for Mints in 11 years. Uh, and then Saturday night, thanks to Brent Marks, I had everyone tweeting, uh, don't tell me there's no passing in sprint car racing. Uh, just like you see here on the shirt. You can get the shirt uh, over at Uh Marcus did not have a good qualifying effort, didn't move forward in his heat race. That left him needing a B-main transfer to start the feature. He was on the move early and often, though. He drove from 20th into the top 10 in just three laps. He was then inside the top five in 10 laps and then in the mix for the win. Both Kale Thomas and Zeb Wise battled out front as Marks moved through and the 19 took the lead with seven to go. In the end, it was Marks winning over Wise and Tyler Courtney. I'm still looking through the database, but it's been a long time since somebody won a sprint car feature with a big series from the BMAME. A hat tip to Kale Thomas uh, for leading laps and finishing fourth on Saturday after having ish, uh, engine issues on Friday and not advancing from the BMAME. The All-Stars are now off for a couple of weeks. Uh, Weekend USAC Sprint Car Wins went to CJ Leary. He dominated on Friday at Bloomington. Justin Grant held off Kevin Thomas Jr. at Hobsdott on Saturday. Brady Bacon's 17-race top 10 streak ended Friday at Bloomington with a shredded right rear tire that goes all the way back to August of last year. Uh, JG leads the standings right now over Leary and Emerson Axum after the weekend. The Sprint Cars are back in uh, action April 26th. And then Sunday's Silver Crown race at Terre Haute was pushed back to May 7th because of weather. Other weekend late model winners included Shannon Bab on Friday at 34 Raceway. Saturday's action at 34 was rained out. Corey Hedgecock was an all-star winner at I-75. Kay Dillard and Kyle Beard won comp Cams shows at 67 and Rocket Raceway Park. Josh Rice was a $10,000 winner at Florence. And Ryan Gustin won the Saturday show at Paragon. Another weekend open wheel action. Lance DeWeese was a Friday night winner at Williams Grove. The Saturday shows at Lincoln and Port Royal were lost to weather. Devin Borden won Sunday at BAPS over Kyle Moody. At Tulare in California for the Dennis uh, Dennis Roth Classic, Cole Macedo and DJ Neto picked up 360 wins. I don't know how Macedo kept going in that Friday race. He tangled with a lap car and then basically full-on backed it into the turn one wall, but somehow kept the car running, drove away from the scene, and kept the lead and then drove on to the win. Uh, The NARC 410 wins on the weekend went to Corey Day Friday. He won it from 11th. Justin Cox went flag to flag on Saturday for the big money. I'll be curious to see how things go in the future between Corey Day and Dominic Selzy. In that Saturday feature, Day threw a slider at Selzy from Bakersfield uh, that led to an incident and Selzy needing a new top wing after getting turned back over. Don't sleep on NARC this season because I think it's going to be spicy all year long. Also, I don't know how you see something like Jared Faria's scary fire and still fight against cockpit fire suppressions. This was just the latest example of a fire inside of a sprint car. Faria was lucky that the fire crew was close as he emerged from his sprint car with his legs on fire. He appeared to be okay afterwards, but man, like if if you're not required to have one of these things, please look into them. Uh, It's a quiet day on the streaming schedule, just Flow Racing 24-7 and Dirt Vision now. Uh, coming up today things will ramp up tomorrow though a lot more coming this week if you want to see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight hope you guys have a good monday out there we'll be right back here tomorrow